Oasis Recovery Center in Asheville, North Carolina presents a podcast about and for people in recovery from the disease of addiction. My name is James Bias, and I am an addict. I am also your host. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy this episode of Newly Sober. Wait, can you ask that again? Because I just started recording. Oh, how are you? <laughs> oh my God, thanks for asking. I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. I'm 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 all right. You know, I'm alive. <laughs> Living in Orange County in the middle of a pandemic. It's unreal. But oh, coffee makes me no joke. I mean, you can you can keep this in. I don't really care because we're all about rigorous honesty. Um, I took one sip of this French press and I was like, "It's time." Yeah, <laughs> one one sip. I was like, "Oh, hold it on." It has begun. Yeah. Like, let, oh, the, my, let, my... let the crappening commence. <laughs> <laughs> Go. <laughs> run <laughs> yeah i literally, literally one sip and i was like you've got me tell me you're 30. tell me you're 30 and over oh my god are you are you 30 now i turned 30 in april april 30th you do april 30th this... i turned 30. can you believe wow. that not really to be honest with you yeah not really i mean i guess yeah. I, yes i it's can unreal. i we're, we're getting old yeah I have I yeah. have, uh, I have gray hair in, in my beard and my you can see it in my sideburns. See that? I have it. Wow. That's I have cool. I have silver hairs coming right out in the in the front. That's been how, that's been interesting. How lovely, you know. We're seasoned veterans <laughs> I, of the yeah world. It's yeah, and like I I know we'll talk all about it, but I to be honest, I don't I don't know. I mean, we we were young and stupid in LA together. Like, I I don't think I ever thought I was gonna get to this age. At deep down, I don't think I thought I thought I was gonna just like go out in a blaze of glory in my twenties and. Yeah, me too. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, tw- I I was like, when I made it past twenty seven, I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to dedicate. I'm gonna have to commit to this. Right. I guess <laughs> like, I'll be living still then. I yeah, suppose. I was like, I guess I'm gonna be stay alive. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. What a journey it's been. What a journey it's been. I know. Jesus. So, so for some so um so you and I, we grew up in the same town of Modesto, California. We did. Right? I'm mm-hmm. friends with you. I, I knew your boyfriend. I went to high school with your boyfriend. Fiance. Your fiance. Can you believe that? Yeah, you guys went to high school together. That's right. That's cool. He's a cool dude. I remember even back then, like he was a grade younger than me, but he he had so much swagger. Yeah, he still. He I, I don't know. I don't know how he gets. He gets this like reckless, like. I don't even. I'm. I literally will look at him and be like, "How on earth do you wake up and just be like, I'm cool every yeah. day?" Yeah. And it's not. It's not like it's not hubris or anything. He literally right. just wakes up and he like he walks. He leads with his chest. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, don't look at me. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I, I won't be like that when I grow up. Yeah. Yep. Good so, God. So, all right. So check it out. I actually haven't really gotten the scoop. Like how, how long have you been clean and sober now? Uh, I got three years on the 4th of February. Holy macaroni. So you're right there with I think I, yeah, yeah, I was like, I got sober like right out. I like maybe right six after months me. after you. Dang, yeah. And awesome. I didn't, and I didn't know you'd gotten sober until I think you posted a year and I was like, dude and when and i think i was i think i'd had six months and i was like that makes me feel so even though we hadn't really spoken it's so interesting i never feel like you're not in my life simply because we're not immediately talking all the time and i saw that and i was like i'm gonna be okay because james is going through this too and like is newly sober and and is understanding what it's like to like be a baby again and oh, like feel all your feelings and I'm, I'm still I'm three years old you know I'm a little same. toddler just you know? angry and needy <laughs> <laughs> so needy for me sometimes it's hard for me to like look at how far along people are 
that are in my age group, my friends and stuff that, that didn't feel the need to, um, blow their life up. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like I have, uh, you know, I have some really dear friends here in uh, Asheville. I was in a band with for a long time, Badwater, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those folks live here now and, you know, they're them and their wives have like homes and, you know, now children are a part of the, the picture and they have friends that they golf with and that they talk about real estate and sports with. And I'm just the sitting hell? there like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just saying, I'm just happy about being on the show, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, uh, it's been really hard to not turn. My sponsor calls these the space machines. I've found myself past and future tripping in a way yeah. of like, man, if I hadn't, cause my drinking didn't really get bad until right before I joined for the record. So like, okay. like my, it didn't, it didn't. And I think, I think it's because I was over the age of like 21 at the point. Like once I, once I turned 22, like maybe a little before that, it was like, it was just like cute, young, funny drinking. And then it was like, oh no, you're always ending up in a bathtub at the end of the night crying yeah, yeah. or something. You know, there's, yeah, yeah. there's always like, it's something always went too far, but like when you're that young, nobody thinks about it. Right. And then, uh, and then, you know, when you perform in bars yeah, and you drink right. and like your, your whole job is to begin a show while standing on the bar singing, right. Right. you know, Rockwell and DBA and, and, mm-hmm. and ships and oh, yeah. so on and so forth. Like that I, I, anyway, to go back to the first thought, cause my ADHD will not let me have a through line of thinking. Um, I, I, the other day was just like, man, if I hadn't lost those six years, you know, or those, those five, like seemingly very important years of prime physical <laughs> and like emotional time, mm-hmm. uh, would I be further? Right. Um, and that's with someone who, you know, I, I feel very successful in my life and I feel very stable and I feel, you know, I feel like I've really done, done, done my job. Um, and my purpose right. here has been fulfilled, uh, and will continue to be. But fuck, man, <laughs> there are oh, moments, yeah. there are moments where I'm like, God damn it. Like yeah. some, some people, some people have like houses, like you said, mm-hmm. and some people have, you know, families and uh, or multiple TV shows or, you yeah. know, have been living in New York and loving it for years. And, and I only just got there and, and right. it just kind of goes to show like, uh, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for me except cause me to suffer to think that no, way. Right. But yeah, and it's, hard, it's and hard not to. And I hear it in the rooms all the time when people say you can't compare your outside, your insides to other people's outsides. Exactly. You know, I love their outs on the outside. They're doing very well. We don't yeah. know what it's like on the inside. You no. know, just keep your eyes on your paper. <laughs> stay in your own lane. Stay in your lane. Focus on you because that's yeah. where the work happens. Right. Um, easier said than done. <laughs> hey are you um down to kind of tell me like what what was the end of your drinking like like what was it like there at the end it's so interesting uh i think other people would see it you know when i've told the story and when i've shared you know my my ex- experience strength and hope with with others in the rooms and out of the rooms um i i described the end of my drinking as uh not the worst of what I went through, but it was sure. my bottom. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And other that. people are like, I don't know, dude, that's pretty bad. <laughs> but, but, right. but you know, I've coming from someone who's like come to jingling their keys in their hand outside of an apartment and looking like coming out of a blackout or a brownout and looking mm-hmm. down and seeing bare feet yeah. and no wallet and like mm-hmm. a broken phone and like don't know how I got from West Hollywood to Hollywood, like, Right. Whitley Heights. You know what I mean? Like what happened in the interim? What happened in the interim? But like no bruises on my body. So like Mm -hmm. I'm fine. I don't have to explain. But like, did I walk from West Hollywood to (laughs) to Coenga? Like, what are are you kidding me? So those I've I've had a lot of moments like that. And um, and then what really brought me to my knees was being in a really volatile relationship um, and Mm that person's drinking getting completely out of hand and violent and and scary and um and it compounding my own drinking and my own 
need to blow things up like two alcoholics together in a studio apartment in Hollywood is literally a, a, a nightmare, a nightmare. And for, I think for both parties and, uh, and I haven't really spoken to this person much since, since all of that, but, uh, since the true end of all of that, but, um, it was, it was, it was really bad. And then after that, after that specific encounter happened, like, you know, being nearly choked to death and telling me that I was going to be killed and then that person would kill themselves and uh, sawing at their arm with a knife and, you know, like, and, and being so wasted that their eyes were like shark black, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and being like, that's not a person anymore. That's an animal. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and being fearful of my life while also being wasted, like right. also being wasted and trying to come through and be like, oh God, um, oh God. And it wasn't just alcohol. It was, you know, party drugs and yeah. uh, so many, so many, so many fucking drugs. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but usually to bring, mm -hmm. bring the emotions back up after depressing so hard with alcohol right. um, to kind so of- Keep and drinking. to to elongate, yeah, uh, yes, yeah. ma'am, yes, ma'am. Um, mm -hmm. But I, yeah, uh, the police were called, um, and I went to a friend's house, a friend, a friend who called the police for me because he wouldn't let me have the phone. Mm. Uh, they came, and one person stood next to me, one police officer, and then two others went and pounded on the door and removed him and took him to jail, and um, and then I went back after that. I went back to that person, which wow. really showed what was up with me, which really right. showed like my fear of being alone. And by sure. going back to that person um, in my heart first, like mentally, I was like, you know, and, and I made up so many excuses of like, well, I don't have another place to live. Um, and, uh, you know, I pay rent here <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. you yeah. know, all these so many, so many things that like a lot of a lot of people who go through domestic violence and abuse and and uh, and and possibly become abusers themselves because it's all that they know. Um, like all of the things that were being done to me, I think I was regurgitating in some form in my life. So I think my my relationships with other people had become extremely strained and I'd become mm. a user and an abuser of mm. so many substances, of so many uh, kindnesses. And then um, a friend of mine was moving. This is right before uh, I got sober. A friend of mine was moving and I was in, uh, it's not funny. It's not funny at all because it's caused great pain, but I'm laughing at how unbelievable my behavior is. Um, and yet so believable because kind of anything's possible when you're right. wasted in your right. mind, anything's possible. Yeah. Um, and I, I was in North Hollywood getting my nipples pierced and my septum pierced baby, uh, getting wasted with, a, with another longtime friend and uh, trying to drown out the pain of this failed relationship and every and and not processing what had happened to me and what I had allowed into my life and yeah. and uh, how just how wrong everything had gone. Um, uh, and I showed up so late to to this friend to this friend's house to help this person move and moved them from one side of town to the other, helped them move. We were up for days, days and days wow. and days. Um, and this was like. I'm going to say like two or three days a week. So wow. cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, cuckoo mm -hmm. for Cocoa, I think like maybe an hour of sleep. And this is wow. on top of crying and drinking and drugging, blah, 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 blah. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Just and it absolutely like empty, not a person. Literally right. my, my soul left my body and went like, call, call me, call me when the renovations when are done. done. Like I can't. Right. Yeah. Damn. Like, yeah. like truly my humanity had left me and it's not sure. an excuse. It's an experience. No, no, of course not. Yeah, it's yeah. an absolute experience. And, yeah. uh, and this person, my relationship with this person was already strained and this person had been making excuses for me. And like, this person was number one on my amends list, you know, oh, like yeah. the, it was this, that kind of uh, pain that I had caused, um, massive accountability needed. And, uh, I can, I can feel it in my chest now, uh, thinking about it today. And I remember going from where I had moved this person and their husband, uh, and walking getting back because I had to go back to their old apartment to get my suitcase that they had removed from the home to get me out of there. Um, cause I was going to go to another friend's house and crash and, uh, long story less long. Uh, I guess I drank a whole bottle of like 
of all things fireball whiskey good god um which immediately makes me think of the ship and um i drank a whole bottle of that and there had already been a bottle in the freezer so i must have ordered something it was like wild like i had acquired with what money i have no idea but like i had they acquired have, they have stolen it we yeah, don't know i don't yeah. know i was like did right. i go into a liquor store and like pop it out like i i don't know right. um but yeah i essentially from what from what i understand and this is extremely revealing and i've never said this out loud but from what i understand and it took three years to find out truly what happened when mm -hmm. the amends was finally made mm -hmm. um which was not as bad as i thought like i thought that i like killed somebody or something you know what i mean but yes. then i but then it hit me and i was like oh that's bad i i woke up naked on a floor wow like no idea no idea like woke up naked face down to them coming into their apartment being like you gotta go <laughs> and uh and that's awful that's right. awful and and uh and i knew in that moment that i lost that friend forever I knew in that moment that I had been abusing that friendship. I knew in that moment that I was I was really no better than what had been done to me and uh, and and what I had allowed in my space and what I allowed in my life. And then I went I went back to the apartment and the per that person that had been taken away from the apartment was there and I was trying to get sober and uh, I didn't know where else to go at three in the morning. Um, and I'm actually great, very grateful for that person, uh, for this, which he gave me a website of the Los Angeles AA meeting, you know, Directly. here are all the addresses. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I literally like 5am February 4th, I was like, done. I, in my mind, I was like, I'm done. This is it. I'm over it. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to be, or I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Yeah. And yeah. I walked from uh, uh, we lived by the Kaiser Permanente in the Scientology Center. Uh, I yeah, walked yeah. from I walked from Alexandria and Sunset all the way down past the Rockwell um, uh, to that church on uh, on Hillhurst. There's a there's like a little church on Hillhurst, and I went into a women's meeting uh, in a basement. And I'll never forget this. This is how you know that there are God shots. That that mm -hmm. there are moments of like, was that person even actually there? Sure. Um, and there was a woman outside of this meeting smoking. Mm -hmm. She had bright pink hair, mohawk, mm. a moto what? jacket with all these like patches. I mean, she looked like, like an eighties, like dominatrix dream. And, <laughs> and she was like, like nasty, cool. And so yeah. scary. And, and I, I looked un, not unlike this, like, but like bedraggled. But yeah, like fucked yeah. up, dude. Yeah. Like just absolutely haggard and and empty and sad. Sure. And and I walked, I walked, I walked by myself and was like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. I'm going by myself. I love and it. what'd she say? She looked at me because I, I was like kind of hovering and not knowing. I didn't want to ask anybody. I was so afraid of human connection and uh of taking space in any way. And she yeah. went, um, you want a cigarette? And I said, yeah, I would love one actually. And she she gave it to me, she lit it. And she was like, you one of us? And I was like, I think so. She was like, yeah, you can come sit next to me. I've never seen her again. I've never seen that woman again in any of the rooms. Uh, like yeah. I literally, I li I've never, and she's she's pretty distinctive. And I, and I literally was like, maybe she was in town for like a week and happened like, cause I don't know if I would have been able to go in unless someone said, hey, come in with us. Yeah. Um, and so I had a cigarette with this fantastic pink haired motorcycle right. woman. Right. Um, and with like and thigh high one, leather boots. And you needed yeah. her, you know? I like needed, you needed her to so see badly. That like a cool person can do this too, you know? Like yeah, someone who and has it, like, they're not gonna lose yourself in this program. Like I'm I'm gonna yeah. do myself still. Yeah, exactly. And like and it was a women's meeting, which I think mm. was really was really necessary for me because yeah. I, I had a great fear of men, obviously. Yeah, right. After at the time. Event. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh and that was really the end of it. And I uh I went into that room and raised my hand. You know, they said, you know, if it, anybody else in here an alcoholic, you raise your hand mm -hmm. and and uh they Hi, said Lindsay. Why fuck? I know. And then it was like, you know, anybody is anybody their first time at this meeting, a couple hands go up. 
I was the only one there that day that had one day. Mm. And I was like, I didn't even think I had like, I had like exactly 24 hours or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> and right. I, and to be fair, like I was probably still coming down from everything, right, like it right. just everything seeping out of my, I probably smelled like a brewery. Yeah. Me too. At but, my first meeting for sure. And it was, it was, I was just like trembling and alone, like holding back tears the whole time oh, with yeah. nasty, like sludge coffee in my hand, just like, <laughs> and like, and a cookie just. Yeah. You could be telling <laughs> my story. That's exactly yeah. how it was for my first meeting. It, yeah. And I felt the yeah. same way too. I, and I had like such a visceral, such an important meeting, that meeting, you know, my, yeah. my then fiance took me, she was like, you know, she mm -hmm. found me on the floor for the umpteenth day in a row and was like, James, what the fuck? Yeah. And I had promised her multiple days in a row, I'm not going to do this to you anymore. You know, yeah. and I meant it every single time I said it. Of course. I meant it. And then, like, yeah. it would feel like magic. I would end up at the bar doing blow and drinking, you know? Yeah. yeah. It would feel like magic. I'm like, why? I, I meant it. Like, how did this happen yeah. to me? You know, yeah, what's what going, going on? on? So, yeah. uh, Jinx. So, anyway, she, uh, she goes, yeah. you know, she goes, you need to get some help. And I, and at that point, like, I was like, so done. I was so hurting and so empty inside. And like you, I had been up getting fitful sleep on a, you know, like a couple hours of sleep a night on the floor, the hard, very hard, cold floor of the kitchen or the living yeah. room both times, you know, and it's like, yeah. why? But, um, and she, you know, my fiance is threatening to leave me. She took the ring off at one point. She was just trying yeah. to do anything she could to get me to get some help. Yeah. And and I'd be like, no, I'm I'm good. You know, you're right. I'm I have a problem. I'm gonna get it taken care of. You know, I'm not gonna do this to you again. And then magic next night, boom, bar. Yeah. And um, cunning, baffling, powerful. Yeah, insane. <laughs> and I'm like, I remember that last morning. I was Pure looking insanity. up at the ceiling, and the popcorn ceiling was like morphing into these demonic images, and it just yep. felt like the walls were laughing at me. And it was mm -hmm. like, it was like. Yeah. I felt like um, it almost felt like this like demonic presence just came and sat on my chest and was like, I got you, bitch. You have to yeah. kill yourself now. You have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no way out of this. You're a piece of shit. You have to kill yourself. And I was yeah. like, yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right, Mr. Satan. You have, you're, you're correct. I have to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and then I just was like, no, no. Like the little, the little boy in me was just like, no, please. Let's not like. <laughs> I want, I want, yeah. I want good stuff. I don't want to die. I want to live, you know, it was like yeah. a Peter Pan moment almost of like, you know, the little boy I was like, I don't up. want, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want, I do want to grow I up. Grow right? up. Yeah. And, um, and I went and she, she took me with, with a friend of mine who's in the program. Like he came and picked me up and we, or no, we, we, she and I rode together in a, in an Uber. It was an open meeting. So she could come with me. Yeah. And I met my dear friend there who, who brought me in, you know, um, I had had, I'd like had dinner with him like a couple weeks before and told him like, yeah, I'm taking a little break from drinking. Cause I was in a blackout and I guess I broke up with my fiance and, you know, yeah. and I woke up and was like, what? No, I don't want to break up with you. I love you. This is, uh, you know, don't leave me. And he was like, oh, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> you know yeah cool. uh, you know yeah, don't, they've uh, heard don't it all yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah they've, so heard, like, they've heard every story right and then a couple yeah. weeks later i call him i'm like i got a problem bro and he's like let's go <laughs> yeah. man and we yeah. got to this meeting and same Thank thing God. like i'm i'm shaking vomity like just choking <sighs> down vomit just like smashing it down mm -hmm. and i was not quite sober yet but this was day one you know yeah. and um i'm sitting there shaky the the sludge coffee like you said and the dude who I miss shared, that so much. <laughs> not me, man. I'm on to some other, uh, some other good, good. We, oh man, just we forgot the segment. The, yeah, I just miss being in the rooms with like someone making the sludge coffee and like sure. because of this pandemic. But anyway, keep going. You were sitting there and, and choking it down and just yeah. trembling and yeah. And she's brought and, to your and knees. Thank God, Yaz is just sitting there with me, like you know, just being a total champ. Yeah. And this dude <clears throat> that was um, sharing. It was a speaker meeting. He was like wearing a powder blue suit and he had big bright eyes and he was, he got up there and he had a huge smile on his face and he goes, and he opens the book and he goes, this is my favorite part right here. Pitiful, incomprehensible demoralization. And I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> and what's funny, what's funny is even now in sobriety, I'm like, yeah, it sounds, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> it's me all the time. Dang, yeah. man. It's unreal. You know, but, you know, obviously there's, right, that's, there's some joy now. You know, there's some oh, joy. so much. There's some yeah. relief, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like, you know, Roger Waters of uh, Pink Floyd said this really cool thing about his actual wall that he built, you know, in his life yeah. about like, you know, in the, at the end of the wall, the wall just comes down in one fell swoop. And mm-hmm. unfortunately in real life, that's just not how mine has had to come down. It had to go up the same way it went up one brick at a time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's so true for me and for my life. You know, like we, we get, we get clean. I admit I have the problem. I stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Then I have to get to work like, dismantling all this grief and shame and damage you know mm-hmm. it's hard to make yeah. those amends and i've made amends to some people and i've done I, i'm not gonna lie to you i've done some really like embarrassing and reprehensible shit in sobriety you know like within the first couple totally. years i've done some stuff that i'm like why would i do that like i thought yeah. i was like better than that you know yeah stuff that like i've had to make amends for and it's been tough but like you know, you do start to get a little self-esteem, you know, you start to help people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is it's not, it's uh sorry if you can hear the rain outside. That's um, awesome. it's, 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 um, what I strive for now is the emotional sobriety on top of the physical. Yeah. Because it, it's like, it, you know, you know, that saying of like, get rid of it in the order that it's killing you, <laughs> things like that. Oh, no, I was like, I okay. That. Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, like some people are like, you know, I want to, I want to quit weed or I want to, I want to stop drinking or I want to quit smoking or I want to stop, you know, fucking people I don't know or, you know, whatever it yeah. is. And it's you may like want to stop crack it. first. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like right. stop the heroin first, you know, right. or stop, stop drinking first, then worry about the smoking and then right. worry about, you know, the other things. And, and very quickly it was, it was, you know, we got to talk about your codependency. We got to mm-hmm. talk about, we got to talk about your, you know, your abandonment issues. We got to talk oh, about yeah. the outside things as well. You may need to see a therapist, you know, you know, you may need to yeah. do this, this work, this work is, is truly a stepping stone. Um, the, the, the consistent uh, inventory that I mm-hmm. always take and, yeah. and rigorous honesty, uh, which is something that I, I thought I was so into, um, when I first got sober, I was like, yeah, rigorous honesty. And then I was like, oh my God, I have to be like so honest all the time. Like, oh my God. But then people are going to see me and they're going to realize I'm not perfect. And then they're going to leave. You know what I mean? Like they're going to real, they're going to realize that like, I don't have it all together that I'm, you know, that I'm trash or whatever it is. And, and uh, we got to talk about the way that in which you, you feel and you think about yourself and yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is an important question yes. that I forgot to ask you. What what kind of coffee are you drinking right now? What do you got? Well, it is the, it's some Valhalla something. Oh my god! Oh Sometimes now that you're 30, 30 and up, like, do you ever your knees just start cracking and you're like, "Fuck you," <laughs> oh, or or um, something of that nature. You know, yeah, maybe it's not my knees. Oh my yeah. goddamn neck. Um, it's called Valhalla Java, and it is. She's powerful. It's a, a Indonesian blend. The the ending the ending it says uh, with maximum flavor and a high caffeine content. This coffee oh. will bring you back from the nights you thought you'd never wake up. From. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then it says it says deeply black. I'm like, <laughs> but it's strong. Like, it's really wow, good. that's uh, that's some coffee right there. Yeah, god, dang, like, look at that. Yeah, it's, what is uh, that? Who is that on there? It's Odin, man. <laughs> that's a god, dude. That's Damn, a god. That's a god of coffee, dog. Like, yeah, dog. Odin um, go hard in this piece. Yeah. I was like, yeah. homeboy's got one eye. Um, he yeah. Uh, Does he have a raven too? Yeah, he's got he's got two. I think he always has two ravens. Stephen Stephen knows so much about. Oh yeah, and a dog. Dog. <laughs> is it a Nor- is is Odin a Norse god? Yeah, that he's like he's like the the Norse god, like the the head, the head of all of them. Oh, he's like the Norse Zeus. Basically, yeah. Uh, Stephen, if Stephen ever listens to this, he's gonna be like, "That's not correct," <laughs> because he's he's, uh, he's he's into all of it and and okay. uh, knows all of it. But uh, yeah, I uh, it's strong. Like it's got that like <sighs> I'm awake, <laughs> but I drink it with oat milk because I'm a little beach. You can't drink are you a um are you um are you a vegan now have you been doing vegan stuff 
Um, I I was plant based for a really 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 long time. Actually, when I when I first got sober, I went from uh, eating like a six year old man child <laughs> um, to to a more plant based diet, especially when I was on the ship, just because you never. Uh, I went I went after about I'm gonna say like nine eight nine months. I got sober. I left for another ship job that took me all over the world, which was. Really, it was like it was like an it was like an eat, pray, love experience. It was really oh, unbelievable, fantastic. and it just it just showed me how much I had to be grateful for, and how much how little I knew about anything, and um, I, which was pretty much zero. <laughs> like I knew zero, and I and I was somebody that was already decently well traveled, and then I was like, oh, I don't know anything, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and I just I never knew on the ship with the meat. Show me, show me, I was going to be a tummy, tummy town or not. Um, yeah. What's that? I don't know, but it's not a fun place to be. It was interesting to, to begin to shift my views of food because I, I, as a person, I'm, I'm someone of, of, uh, of feast or famine, highs okay. or lows, um, uh, all or nothing. And that's, and that my, my alcoholism does not just, uh, stay in AA. Like I have to be like, okay, what's the deal with the food thing today? Right. You know, or what's yeah. the deal? What's the deal with the love thing today? Or what's, what's the, the yeah, what's the deal with relationships? What, what is God, the obsession thing? Like what yeah. is what is your obsession today? Um yeah. and so I had to be really careful about that. And when I was doing when I was doing Broadway, I was fully plant based because I uh uh I'm, I have a lot of like food intolerances. <laughs> like so I, I'm like acid reflux stuff. So you had to take care yeah, of your voice so I, I had to be, Yeah. I had to be really, really careful um, about what was going, what was going in simply far, because I had to keep it so uh, steady. Sorry, sorry. No, you're good. How far into um, your sobriety did you get to do Broadway? Uh, I turned to uh, wow. uh, a week into rehearsals. <laughs> And then how long were you on there before COVID happened? Three weeks. Good God. <laughs> I get to, I'm going back though. I get to go back. So it's Great. okay. It's a, like, Great. we're all, we're all going back, but yeah, I, awesome. and funny enough, um, my, my sponsor who's very open about her sobriety, um, was in that building. And I, I went around and met everyone on my birthday on my, mm. on my sober anniversary mm. and I hugged oh. her and let her know, you know, following you in your journey um has has been so amazing and i followed while while i was on the ship it was like i would always you know she was kind of like at the top of all of my my feeds whenever i would at, at, which i don't think was an accident she was just at the top of all of my feeds whenever i would have internet and i would check social media it was always her and her account and and her journey and what what she was going through and, and was her she sobriety. your sponsor at the time no no not okay. at the time and she I just I gave her a hug and said I I can't explain to you how how uh, important I know you don't know me but like yeah. it's so important that that you are who you are and that I've been able to follow this and and she was like oh my god are you sober you know and this is like backstage that wicked and uh, and I said yeah I am and she went oh my god how many you know how long and I said today's my two years and she was like oh my god and I was like I know it's it really is like. It's that's the magic I'm interested in, yeah. you know. That's that's the that's the miracle for me. And then um, I was I was backstage shadowing the the Elphaba at the time, um, watching her do her show backstage, so I would know where to go and where you know where not to be. And and uh, this is it in the middle of a show, mm -hmm. and this person came came up to me, and um, I was like hiding in a little corner, like looking out, watching <laughs> Wicked on fucking Broadway, and. Um, and she was like, can you believe? She was like, look at where you are. And I was like, I know. And I said, and you know, if I'd gotten this at any other time, I would have fucked it up. Right. I would have, I would have, I would have. If you'd have got it at all, right? If I'd even, yeah, I was like, if I even got to, to an audition or like had an agent or like was was accountable in any way for my my career or myself. And, yeah. and, uh, and like, what a miracle that I have a singing voice at all anymore <laughs> like yeah. it's a let alone for that role and sure. and uh and uh the amount of healing that my body's been through in so many ways and and she was like um it's and she she held me by my hands you know she's in this ridiculous costume and she's she's held me by my hands and she was like 
it is not a coincidence that it is happening now that you are in this role. You know, someone someone else is going to see you the way that you saw me and be like, I think I need to to be that. I think or not not be that, but I think I need to reach for that. I think I need to go for that miracle. Yeah. Um, and I feel like slight ramble, slight tangent, but I feel like these conversations are so important because do I want a, a, tons of people knowing that I woke up face down naked in an apartment floor? Of course not. Is it the truth? Yeah, it is. And yeah. and at the same time, like this, these space, these space machines are liars. They're fucking liars. And they, they make everybody seem like they're not going through something or that they're perfect or that you have to aim for this like unreachable goal of like success, perfection, you know, beauty, whatever the hell it is, fitness, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, when this happens, real suffering happens in the world and then it keeps you from the rooms because it makes you feel like if you go and get help for what's happening to you in any capacity, sex, drugs, any of it, any of it, um, therapy, any of it, you're like disgusting or damaged or we don't talk about it. It's a taboo. And we're like, no, it isn't. <laughs> no, it's not. not. If we're talking not. about mental health, let's talk about addiction, baby. It's, it's a disease. Mm -hmm. It's a disease. And I was yeah. sick and I got better. Yeah. A little bit. I get better every day. But like right. I was sick and I got better. And I needed, I needed to, yeah. And I have to do it every day. Yeah, I have to do it every. Day. There's a whole cabinet full of liquor, and I don't touch it. I don't think about it. I mean, now that I'm talking about it, but like, I literally never, never think about it. I don't, yeah. never, never, because every single day I have to give, I have to give it up. I have to give it away to the source, you know. Yeah. Like, and I, the higher power as I've come to know it is just which I, I believe is just like my ascended self, like my myself when I'm gone from this world being like, yo, <laughs> if you just did this, it'd be way easier. Right. <laughs> just to, if you would just- so quiet sometimes though. So, you know? God, she, uh, project, <laughs> enunciate. Yeah, I, like I'm not, the, the, that, that person's like, I'm not yelling. You know, I mean, I know yeah. you can hear me. So don't don't yeah. try to pretend like you can't hear me. I know you know what the right thing to do is. Mm -hmm. my sponsor the other day she this is probably like a month ago i got i got into a, a slight depressive state how can you not with everything going on yeah, um how, yeah and uh and she had given me really incredible things to do for my sobriety like tasks and homework assignments and stuff and reading and not and i didn't do any of it like mm -hmm. i did i did i did amends i did some amends um, cause we're going slowly through that. And then she was like, you know, I think you need to start finding, looking for a sponsee, which is very exciting. And I'm like, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to be a mother. Um, but I, uh, I like fessed up. I was like, Hey, I just gotta let you know, like I've been having a really hard time and, and all of these things were so great, but I just, I couldn't, I like couldn't bring myself to do it, but I've been going to meetings, you know, and, and, you know, and I immediately started explaining, you know, afraid that she was going to be like, <sighs> We're gonna need to talk oh, about your. Amazing. We're gonna need to talk about your eligibility as my sponsee. You know, like yada yada. And she, she's watching. You know, this woman's got like fifteen years, something like that. She's been in and out of the program. Like, she's she's been in AA for forever. And yeah. um, she's listening to me, listening to me, and listening to me go in circles around myself like a insane person. Um, and I don't say insane lightly. Like it is pure insanity what happens uh, to an alcoholic brain um, or to an addicted brain. And she was like, can I just tell you something really quick before you keep going? And I said, yeah. And she was like, I just want to remind you, they're just suggestions. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, suggestions. Yeah, my, it says it my in the book. Was sweet, sweet man. Yeah, too. yeah. You know? she, and I she thought was, I, what I needed was like a, a militant, like- Me too. You I was, know, I need somebody to, yeah, gonna like follow me in a car going run faster, motherfucker. <laughs> do, do more recovery shit. But what no, is, he's so, need, so sweet to me. And apparently that's what I needed. Yeah, you I know? need to be cradled. I mean, yeah, geez. yeah, I just need to be. And, I'm, and right now I have a couple guys that I'm trying to help out and, and I'm struggling to be that sweet. Like I really want to, I want to crack a whip. I want to be like, you don't understand. Cause I've, you know, yeah. I had a um, a dear friend of mine who I was also trying to help recently 
dying from an overdose. And I just like, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. It's just, it was like really, really hard on me. And I feel yeah. like I have to try. I mean, I just have, I have to take this thing so much more seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that it's none of it is my fault that, you know, when we're messengers of this, you know, of the good news that we're just like, as my sponsor's friend puts it, we're delivering pizzas. You know, I can't just bring you a pizza to your house for no reason. You have to order a pizza, you know, and then yeah. I'll come and bring you the pizza and I'll even share it with you. I'll show you how to eat the fucking thing, you know, mm -hmm. like they have to be, yeah, willing. yeah you got to be willing. You have to order the pizza. Otherwise I can't deliver it. You yep. know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're That's, not going to. Yeah. No, no, keep going. That's it. That's all. But, that, but it's true. It's like it, how, how many times before, before your final push into the room before it was, before it was like, it's like, it, like, like that New York or nowhere mentality of like, I gotta be here or I can't be anywhere else. I, I have to be in the ground. <laughs> like there's no, there's no other solution. Um, how many times would you have those quiet moments with yourself or with somebody else where it was just like, you don't even have to say anything. I know countless. where you're like countless. Uh, the, a month, a month before I, I threw the final pipe bomb into my life. Um, I was outside of a job with someone that I used with very good friend, the person that I lost in, in, you know, in, in the, the journey of getting to sobriety. Um, we were smoking. It was right before a shift. And I said, I think I got to be done. I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, like she, she was kind of feeling it too. And I was like, yeah. I just don't, I think, I think, I think it might, I think we might have a problem. I think I might have like a, a problem, problem. My problem had like a vice grip around my throat and a hand at the back of my head, just leading me anywhere. And I remember thinking about that moment a lot. And that was just like, that was when it was a whisper when it was like, Hey, yeah. get some help. Right. And then it took, it took screaming to be like, yeah. Oh, and, and, and it, it's, I'm not proud. You know, there's not, I'm not, I'm not proud that there, that people had to be hurt in order for me to get where I needed to go. Um, you know no, what I, I mean? But that's, yeah. I hate it. That the last thing that I want to be in the world is a pain to somebody else and not yeah. a pain, but a source of pain. Oh yeah. Um, I don't really mind being a pain in the ass, but like being a source of someone's suffering is agony to me. Yeah. And I, when, when I, when I read, you know, with this, this sponsor that I have that I've had for the last year, she's my third one. And, um, I, I had to do the most thorough inventory and reading it through, she was like, what, what is the one thing that you've noticed in all of this, you know, the sex inventory, the money inventory, you know, all of the things, the, the, the resentments, all of the things, what have you noticed is, is a key factor in, uh, in your behavioral pattern. And I said, well, clearly I don't want to be abandoned. Mm -hmm. Clearly I don't want anybody to leave me, mm -hmm. but I also am desperate to not give him a reason to mm -hmm. like, I'm, I will do anything. And by doing that, I usually smother it. And that's a, it's a shame. And, uh, and it's a, it's a, you know, it's like a form of, um, almost like narcissism, you know, just, just being so wrapped up in yourself that you can't see what's going on around you. And, and the clarity that sobriety has brought me and the self-awareness is, um, whilst sometimes painful, mm -hmm. um, it's invaluable. Oh yeah. It's I mean, really have, invaluable to I've myself to come, as well. Yeah. I've had to come to terms with, you know, my own narcissism, you know, it's mm -hmm. been, it's been a long journey. I remember, yeah, but I remember being like pretty directly confronted about my narcissism a few times in my like late adolescence, totally. late teens, early twenties, people being like, you're a narcissist, you're being narcissistic. And then just, you're like, fuck you. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. I know what yeah. I knew they were right. You know, deep down inside. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I just didn't know. I just had no idea where to start, you know? Yeah. And, and really it started with not drinking anymore. Like you can't, yeah. you can't grow. You, you can't grow spiritually. You can't grow you know, uh, psychologically, you're like stunted right at the spot where you started, you know, and I started drinking when I was, uh, you know, a scared 16 year old boy trying to find his place in, you know, a big, big high school and, yeah. you know, trying to navigate, um, you know, I love my, <clears throat> my parents very much, but you know, I, they divorced when I was two. Yeah. 
I needed a yeah. woman very badly in my life, you know, yep. trying to navigate that as an adult has been very, you know, shitty, just realizing yeah. like the, the really reprehensible things that I will do to get this sort of attention from a woman that I feel like I need. So I'm totally. just learning to be alone right now, you know, learning yeah. to be alone, learning to be nice to people and nice to myself and yeah, just trying to help some people get clean and sober. Yeah. Do you, um, <clears throat> Do you have any other, like, uh, obviously, like, being on Broadway is, like, a huge, huge gift of sobriety, but, like, do you have any yeah. other, like, really cool little small moments that you remember thinking, like, God, this wouldn't have happened if, had I not been sober? Um, yeah, kind of. I, when I, when I flew to New York um, in August of 2018, I was auditioning for the ship that eventually, like that was that was my ticket out, was that job. Um, and I was really hoping to get that job. Um, and funny enough, the friend that I had been drinking with and getting piercings with was the one that got me the job on the ship, mm. um, which is so, cause she's, she's like normal. She drinks like a normal person, um, which is like incredible that you can put a drink down and not finish it. Like why spend the money if you're not going to drain, if you're not going to drain your beer, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, I would, I would the rest of that 12 pack. What are you doing? Um, also give it to me. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I'll finish it. Um, but yeah, I, I went to New York and, uh, saw my nieces for the first time. My, my nieces has been, had been born and I'd not seen them in person. Um, and, I saw them in Hoboken, took the ferry over to audition for this, this, uh, the ship job that I was hoping would take me away for like 11 months and, uh, take me out of the apartment, take me away from the situation with this person that I'd been with and, and, uh, uh basically, uh, remove me from everything that I had created, uh, which seems like a, a cop out, but my God, <laughs> Um, I walked out of that audition with a callback for the next day. And I walked out of the callback with a contract in my hand. Yeah. And I was like, and I, and I knew when I tell you that, like, I didn't buy the plane ticket to go to New York for that audition. Like it was when I, I was like, I was being led by something and I knew that I needed to be led by something. And then I got on that ship and met these two amazing people who always traveled with these other two amazing people. It was two sisters and their husbands and they're from Victoria and somewhere, somewhere in the South of Canada um, on the East side. And um, one of them, one of the husbands, we were just randomly, one of the guests on this ship, randomly talking one day. And he, he, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're like, we kind of like, we would dance with guests and there was a lot of guest interaction for the entertainment team. And uh, I immediately fell in love with this group of people and they took me aside and we're sitting and we're talking. And he noticed that I was always ordering Shirley Temples because he was also or always ordering Shirley Temples. Mm. And he was like, can I ask you something? I said, sure. He was like, what do you think of Bill? And I was like, love him. You? And he was like, love him and I, and then he leaned in and he was like i have 55 years holy smack what? and i was like 55 Damn. years yeah Damn. he was like he was like he got sober when he was like like 20 or something he was older yeah and i was like oh. like i couldn't believe it was like because oh. i hadn't when you're on a ship like drinking is part of the culture yeah. and i had been offered free alcohol for months on this mm -hmm. ship like yeah, and when yeah. you're entertainment when you're entertainment oh, yeah. you drink at the bar for free oh yeah and um and, and then I after party for free everybody wants you to yeah, do drugs with everybody them. Wants yep. to do, yeah and i was like no you know it, it just and it and it felt kind of lonesome because i i wasn't really able to completely connect in that community because i was still so young in my sobriety i was still so so raw yeah and this person shared with me their whole story and uh to this day we still email oh, and then funny. they get off the ship and i was like man. And I cried. Oh my God. They got off in South Africa. And I was like, <laughs> they got off in Cape town. And I was like, <laughs> bye, bye. and he couldn't, he was, he cried and I cried. And it was just like, he was like, I haven't gone to meetings in years and I can't wait to go back because oh. you were just so rabid about meetings. Oh my God. And, um, and it was just the most amazing thing. And then 
a woman from uh, New Mexico got on and uh, I had gotten my two years. I'd gotten my two years or one year on the ship. I mean, my one year. And uh, we were in Zanzibar. <laughs> what the fuck? Like we were in Zanzibar and, uh, and I was randomly, she noticed uh, cause we would have to host tables. We'd have to host tables in this great dining room. This was part of the job on the entertainment team was that we would host dinners and people would come and be invited. And, and I would always, uh, part of the dinner um, routine was to taste the wines that they had for the evening and then be like, very good. Mm -mm. And they're like, okay, great. And then they just like the wines for the menu of the evening. And I would always be like, would anybody else like to taste, you know, or I'd be like, oh no, none for me, but someone else can taste. And, and uh, this woman noticed and uh, she was sitting next to me. She just kind of hovered around me for like a couple days and, and I didn't really notice. And um, then she came to another dinner. I was, she was invited to another dinner that I was hosting. She leaned in and she was like, tell me, tell me something. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, how long has it been since you've not drank? And I was like, a year. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God. And she was like, has anybody given you a chip? Because they have meetings a lot on ships, but as a, as somebody who worked on the ships, even though it's anonymous, it didn't quite seem professional to go into a space and these ships were like 300 passengers. So they, it was not like the Norwegian, it was like tiny, tiny. And I was like, I just don't know, you know, and I'd be just be paying for internet to call the sponsor that I had at the time being like, help. Um, and we became very close. She was amazing. Absolutely incredible. Had the kind of sobriety I wanted. She had 30 years mm. and she invited me up to her cabin. This sounds strange, but it was like the most safe thing. But she invited me up to her cabin and she was like, I know you're not supposed to be here, but I just need you to hold your hand out. And I was like, okay. And she put her 30 year chip in my hand. It's gonna make me cry. She put her 30 year chip in my hand. She was like, I can't leave this with you, but I would like you to hold it and just pray with me really quick. And we just said the serenity prayer. And she was like, you will get there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, and we still email. Yeah. I we still it. email. It's huge. And I was like, I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. Do you think that um, if you were on that ship now, would you go to those meetings? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give a fuck anymore. Right. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I wouldn't have cared at all. Um, yeah. But that's, but that's come with sobriety right. is like that. I, my sobriety comes first, not yeah. your feelings about me being in this room. No, yeah. no. And, and also, yeah. yeah, if you could understand that it's a disease and so on and so forth, like there's no taboo for me anymore. It's like, yeah, there's no shame at all in it. It's like the source no. of all of my power. In fact, exactly. I got exactly. Totally that guy back there. That's me. <laughs> Not totally Schwarzenegger, but totally it's kind of me though yeah um so i was but yeah um, it's yeah. i have to ask you one more question yes this is an important one too that i ask everybody what um what do you, what did you fall in love with in in sobriety what what did you like outside of of you know recovery stuff um yeah. what's like the one of the hobbies the passions that you picked up that's been supplemental to your recovery um cooking meals for myself mm, i love it i i can make a pie baby mm. um i would say that i was gonna say not being hungover when i wake up that is fucking I incredible i don't miss them miss at all. oh my god i when tell I'll, I'll ask you a question right after this but i i love one i love morning routines and when i don't have my morning to myself um and it's been difficult in this panorama but um the 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 act of like chopping things and and cooking and like finding the bright blend of seasoning and and trying recipes and not being afraid if they're not my favorite thing and um they're coming from coming from a space of like no self-care no you know food was on the go food was optional food food made the alcohol work slower mm -hmm. um food was the enemy, you know, like disordered eating and stuff, being able to, and I'm a good cook. I'll tell mm. you that. Like I, last summer I made so many pies that I had to deliver them to friends. Oh, like I would literally it. be like, I make, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm testing a new apple pie recipe. I'm going to make like four who wants an apple pie. And right. I would drive into LA and give them to people <laughs> right, right. in the middle, just, just to give them away. Cause there's no way we could eat them all. 
Right. But that was, that's just been working with my hands in the right. way that I feel. And, and I just find a Zen, I'll put on an audiobook or an album that I love and a, or a podcast and I just go away. It's like, it. that's my meditation. Oh, and it's just it. that working with my hands is the best. Do you think at some point in time in the not so distant future, hopefully you could come on to Newly Sober again and show me how to make a pie? Yeah, sure. As a Zoom meeting. Oh my god. You know what I mean? Yeah, we could. Oh my right. god. I would love to walk you. Through. If you if you've got like a full ass kitchen, we can do anything. Yeah, I've got a it's a full ass kitchen. Anyway, what are your hobbies besides this podcast? In <laughs> the martial, martial arts. arts. Um I started um recording music again. I've been working on a rock mm -hmm. opera about a guy who has a superpower when he's drunk called Jimmy Darkness. Jimmy Darkness. Uh, Sounds familiar. Yeah. I remember Jimmy Darkness. Yeah, so I'm working on this Jimmy Darkness rock opera i um you know i started i i got a job in recovery i'm i'm a life coach for mm -hmm. people in recovery i um it's incredible. I got pretty you know passionate about that okay so here's the other thing too i you know because i've been helping people figure out what they want to do with their lives in their in their newfound mm -hmm. sobriety i had to take a look at myself and go am i really doing what i want to do you know, with my life. Totally. And you know what my dream is? Totally. I've been saying it for years. I want to get a van and drive around and play shows. That's what I want to do. Yeah. That's been my dream. It's yeah. so simple. Mm -hmm. Why don't I do it? I don't know. I think I'm probably scared. I'm a scared. But um, <laughs> I'm a scared that if I do it, then I'll have everything. Am I, am I scared? I think I'll have everything I've ever wanted and then I might just be really happy or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. If, if I succeed, then I'm going to be successful. And then I'm going to have to accept that, like, I've been, I'm the only thing that holds myself back. Right. So anyway, <laughs> I'm saving up right now yeah. to purchase a tour worthy vehicle to go around vehicle. the country and play shows. And, and then until that time, I'm going to keep making this podcast. I'm going to keep on trying mm -hmm. to help people get sober. I'm going to keep doing my martial arts when I can and stuff. But I'm, I'm getting yeah. a freaking van and I'm going to come to yes. you and I'm going to play you a show that will make you cry. I'm gonna play the best shows. I'm gonna play the best shows. Play the best shows. Um, I love that, and I, it, it's so like I think that's like that has always been your dream. I remember when we were getting going to the airport, that van that you had just was like, bye, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you were to leave it, to leave the damn. Well, I didn't van. have to and leave I it. Like, I was just super hungover. <laughs> bordering on drunk still and i was like well i guess i gotta leave this van on the side of the road instead of like you know what i mean instead of calling I forgot, maybe I yeah i didn't have to leave I it in fact, oh I, shouldn't God, have. I, just, I just remember i just remember like and in my in my like upside down brain i was like man he's such a rock star dude <laughs> I don't know about you but like my ego and my disease told me that i wasn't like other people yeah that I wasn't, that I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything wrong or I wasn't like other people when in fact I was literally a follower. Mm. And there's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a follower, but like, I was like, no, I'm like, I'm painting the way and I'm individual and I'm thumbing out, which no, is I'm also just a, like, a, shitty like, impor uh, a shitty impression of Jim Morrison. It's really what I, <laughs> you know, that's really what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like to go to go back to what you said, you know, earlier with like the lot, the, the great loss of this friend that you've had. I remember in that first meeting that I was at where I had that incredible moto jacket Mohawk woman like lead me in who I am convinced was my angel, <laughs> like convinced she was not real. Um, she's out there being like, I am real, actually. <laughs> um, and and uh, there was somebody missing in L.A. that was a part of the rooms and like posters had been up and the woman, the woman that was leading the meeting was like, if you, if you know anything, or if you know anybody that could possibly know where this person is, you know, reach out because this could be us. And I, that's, that has stuck with me for so long of like, all it took was 500 less dollars and, you know, and it, one more, one more hard drug, you know, further than I've never gone further than like ecstasy, acid, cocaine, but like, all it took was one one more thing further, and I would be dead under an overpass, missing. You know what I mean? And or 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 ending yeah, it. Yeah, we could have. And any it's of like, those things could have happened to us. With to any of to any with of us. The amount we were doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. Really, we're really really um fortunate that we made it. You know, and I'm super grateful yeah. that we're we're doing this thing together. This is so cool. I love you so much. Yeah. 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 I love you too.
Thanks for having me. This has Thank been great. Thank you so much for doing it. And 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 uh, if anybody out there is watching this and think that you know maybe they uh, they want to give this thing a go, I totally encourage you to do it. Look, two old friends reconnecting. You know, having coffee, mm -hmm. talking about the bad old days, looking talking about the coffee poops, looking, up, looking onward, <laughs> onward and upward. Yeah, helping each other we, we one really, day at a time, staying newly sober. What? Thank you for listening to this episode of Newly Sober. Follow us, like us, share us. All of the podcast episodes are available in video format on YouTube at youtube.com slash James Bias. That's B-Y-O-U-S. If you or a loved one are struggling with the disease of addiction, please consider going to the Oasis Recovery Center website, or-nc.com, to start your journey of recovery today.